One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Sadie Eck. And I am Courtney Eck. And it's Courtney's night. We are ready to yeah. hear yep. about some terrible murder. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. Sadie and I have already <laughs> had like 20 minor breakdowns. I don't know why Valentine's this year is just ushering in the drama. <laughs> yes. How are you guys rough. feeling? <laughs> God. <laughs> It's 10.30 in the morning, and uh, I'm already puffy from crying, so (laughs) let's do this. I woke up late, Laura's out of town, Um, so many things, so we'll just see how I'm getting truancy letters from my kid who's only missed five days of school. Anyway, (laughs) that's not why I was crying. No, 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 but Uh, if if you just hear a a weird tussle, all of a sudden it's because we're boxing. I just just found somebody to box, and I was like, hey, you, get over here and start boxing them. It'll sound like this. That's my <laughs> boxing foley. Anyway, you guys, I think we're doing, we're back on track. We're excited to be here with you today. And I'm going to talk about the disappearance of Sierra Lamar. Hmm. So in 2012, 15 year old Sierra Lamar lived in Fremont, California, which is a suburb of San Jose and is in very close proximity to San Francisco. Just like much of California, Fremont started off as a mostly rural farming community, but over the years has developed into a city of just over 200,000 residents. It is considered a very desirable place to live due to its high-ranking public school system, beautiful natural scenery, historic charm, and an abundance of tech jobs, including a Tesla factory. The cost of owning a home there is 198% above the national average as of 2023. So you can imagine the type of middle class and upper middle class families that live there. Yeah. Like me, that's what you're saying. Yeah, Sadie can relate. (laughs) Sadie can relate. So can I. I mean, I think I am um, 250%. Above. No way, dude. I live in Indiana. We live in Indiana. I live like a king because I live in Indiana. (laughs) And I am still like borderline poverty level, so it's cool. (laughs) I'm like negative 16 um, (laughs) national average and you're probably negative 20 as far as like the the expenses of the places that we live. Sweet. Get get yourself to one as fast as you can, you guys. 
you can buy a mansion in Indiana, whereas you could buy like a half of an apartment in Fremont, California. So Sierra lived with her father, Steve, who worked as a computer engineer, her mother, Marlene, and her older sister, Danielle. Sierra was born on October 19th, 1996. And while for the most part, the girls had a pretty typical childhood, they experienced a really rough patch when their father was accused of inappropriate conduct with one of their friends at a sleepover. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And he was sentenced to a year in prison as a result. Wow. Worst case scenario. Yeah, that's awful. Awful. I've never allowed myself to think about something like that, but oh my God, no, no. Yeah. I know. Uh -uh. So Sierra and Danielle remained close to Steve after his conviction, claiming he'd always been a, quote, caring and respectful father. Marlene, on the other hand, was like, I am fucking out of here. Good. (laughs) Yeah, and it's no surprise to hear that their marriage ended as a result of Steve's abuse allegations. Well, it doesn't sound like just allegations if he was, what's the word? Um, Convicted, yeah. (laughs) Convicted, thank you. Yes, yep. I just use the word allegations because I didn't see yeah. any, I don't know any of the details. I don't know sure. that they're available. So I, did, I just, allegations is a safe word if you're a podcaster. Yes. So, you right. know, you know what I mean? So, but yes, mm-hmm. he was convicted. And he did the crime. Despite these unimaginable setbacks in her family, by the time she was 15, Sierra was a very loved, very popular cheerleader and dancer and was described as, quote, a funny, playful, and bright person. Both sisters did very well in school, and Sierra was known for her huge heart and having tons of energy. Eventually, Marlene met a man named Rick, who she started a relationship with, and in 2011, she moved with him and Sierra to nearby Morgan Hill, which is about 40 miles away from Fremont to the southeast. I'm assuming Danielle didn't move with them because I think she would have been about 18 or 19 at the time. She was four years older than Sierra. So Rick worked in construction, so needed to be where there was work after the industry struggled to recover from the crash in 2008. And so he found a job in Morgan Hill that could sustain the family of three. They rented a house on a cul-de-sac surrounded by farmland in a more rural area of Morgan Hill. Sierra was not at all happy about the move and was devastated to be away from her friends and activities back in Fremont. Yeah, I bet. She initially struggled at her new high school, but it wasn't long before she was embraced and accepted by her new peers as much as she had been at her old school. She made the cheerleading squad, and by March of 2012, things were more or less back on track for Sierra in her new life. She spoke to her dad and sister on March 11th and reported that things were going pretty well for her despite missing her old life. She said that she was looking forward to an upcoming paper that she was assigned to write about suicide and depression. Oh, no. (laughs) Sounds like me. (laughs) That's something I'd be, in quote, like excited to write about. Remember in high school, we had an open assignment in our history, like civics and history class. And I was like, I'm going to write about white supremacist groups. And I did. Yeah. (laughs) I loved it. I think I've already said that I... Yeah, I wrote a, a research paper about Lizzie Borden, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. she did it or not. Yeah. Yep. So I laughed when I read that detail, but I was like, I get it, kid. I totally, totally get it. I would have been excited she's, too. She's one of us. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, she also was planning to get her hair dyed the next time she was in Fremont and was happy to report that her grades were good. 
So then on March 16th, 2012, Rick woke up and got ready for work around 6 a.m. like he did every day. Marlene reported that she gave Sierra a hug before leaving for work soon after. Sierra then left to catch the bus for school after posting a tweet at 6.29 a.m., logging into Tumblr at 6.45 a.m., and then posting a selfie to social media at 7.12 a.m. The bus stop required Sierra to walk some distance down a rural road, and at 7.11 a.m., she also texted some friends to make a plan for them all to meet up before school that morning. Sierra's bus arrived at her stop at 7.15 a.m., but Sierra wasn't there to catch the bus that morning. Sierra also didn't show up to meet her friends as planned or to attend school at all that day. Her friends didn't report her absence to the school because no teenager would ever do that ever. No, (laughs) no. That is not their responsibility. Nope, nopeies, nope. No. Can you imagine? Like, oh, we no. should definitely let the principal know that oh Sierra God, didn't show no. up today. Yep. And I'm, well, not, how I'm did they sure not... they have so much guilt that they didn't, but... Sure, but that's not... If you're listening no. to this and you were friends with her and she Mm-mm. wasn't, that is not your responsibility. Mm-mm. That is, no. like, fully the school's responsibility. Well, and one in 500 million, 600 billion absences would be because of foul play, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I, no. I'm sure, though, that they just feel terrible that... that They didn't tell somebody. Yes. They went on with their day like it would be for any high school in America. Oh, and then I wrote, AKA boring and pointless because they don't teach you how to do anything (laughs) unless you're interested in a specific kind of math. Oh my God. I I triggered my own self. It's like, did I learn anything in high school? Nope. No. (laughs) No. That's one of the merits of going to college. I definitely don't think that you need to go to college, but I did learn everything in college. I didn't learn shit in high school. Except about white supremacist groups, but I taught myself that. <laughs> Sadie has an extensive knowledge of Lizzie Borden thanks to the American. Except for I can't. System. Somebody, I've mentioned it before, and somebody messaged and was like, "So what do you think?" And I was like, "I honestly can't remember. I don't think she did it, but I don't remember. It was too uh-huh. long ago. My brain doesn't retain information like that. We might so have to do a Lizzie uh, Borden episode because I actually right. don't know this, the full story. So yeah, I'll, that I, will, I can to. pull. I uh, let me see if I can find my report from. Oh the, my god. Please. 12th grade or whatever. That would Please. be amazing. <laughs> it's just the poem like in 200 font. You know, just like yeah, spread right. out to fill an entire page. Yep. Quadruple spaced. Exactly. So after school, Marlene called Sierra like she did every day to check in on her and see how her school day went. The call went straight to voicemail, which was odd. But Marlene wasn't immediately concerned, considering there were a million reasons it could have died. Her phone could have died. And no one had alerted her during the day that there was anything to be concerned about. But once Marlene got home from work and there was still no sign of Sierra, she grew very concerned about her daughter's whereabouts. She started by calling her ex-husband Steve to see if he'd heard from her or if they'd made plans for her to visit. But he hadn't spoke to her since the 11th. Similarly, Sierra's sister and friends hadn't heard from her that day, and Marlene was shocked when she called the high school and learned that she hadn't attended school and that Marlene hadn't been alerted to the absence until she received an email that night. So when no one had seen or heard from Sierra, Marlene knew that something was horribly wrong, so she immediately called the police who launched a search for the missing teen. How old is she? Fifteen. 
15. Okay. So not no. even like an older teen. No. Like a brand yeah. new teen. Can't fresh. drive. Yeah. Nope. Nope. And new to the area, you know, she obviously, she's just, you'll see pictures of her. She's such a yeah. little beauty pie. You could just tell, you know, it's this beautiful, sparkly dancer, cheerleader, mm-hmm. just like, like anywhere this girl would have gone, she would, people would have flocked to her, but missing right. her old life, like moved to a more rural part of California and, you know, so there's plenty of motive for her to disappear her own self, but right. it just doesn't get the sense that she was that kind of kid at all. It seems like she and her mom were in near constant contact. You know, she's just a good kid for the most part. Right. Well, and if she was going to go anywhere, it would be back to Fremont. Exactly right. Yes. Yep. With her phone on, you know, it, right. like maybe it would have been like, I'm so sorry, mom, but I just, I'm just feeling out of sorts or whatever. Right. I did see a daily mail of all freaking newspapers but the daily mail had a headline that was like missing teen was doing drugs or something like that <laughs> god and, oh god um, yeah no that's but, not cool daily mail no shut your trap <laughs> yeah and her you know it was like her friends reluctantly testified at court that she had she was doing molly that day or was planning to do molly or had you know it's like whatever like she's 15 of course she's doing some molly every once in a while you know molly doesn't make you disappear doesn't make you invisible no no but you know so maybe according to the daily mail which is where we all get our like hard pressing (laughs) news seems like there might have been regular teen stuff which of course i'm sure the defense used against her but other than that, you know, she she was a good kid, which that doesn't make her a good kid, either, you know, but that, you know, like yeah, maybe yes, she was dabbling right. and experimenting yes. in things like good kids do, like I did yes. and everyone else does. Yeah. Right. So they started by speaking to her closest friends who reported that while Sierra was generally happy, she had made several remarks about wanting to return home to her old life in Fremont. And so police wondered if she had made her way there without telling anyone. Like we were just talking about, Marlene disputed this, saying that her daughter would have never run off and caused her so much concern. She would have at least told her friends her plan, and someone in Fremont would have heard from her by then if that was the case. Her phone had also been completely shut off, and there wasn't a peep from her on social media, and so it would have been hard for her to make plans and communicate without those things, not to mention the fact that most teens would rather die than cut off their main forms of communication. Yeah, I was going to say that would be number one red flag. If yeah. the teen turns off their phone, yep. then something is seriously wrong. Yeah. Yeah, unless someone's like trafficking her back to Fremont with a burner phone, you know, which is just like, no, if she's going to go home. They're not be that sophisticated. No, no. no. And if she's going to go home, she's going to do it with the permission of her parents or support from her friends. And if her mom called her frantic, you know, friends might cover it up for a little while, but if they think that your parents are seriously worried to the point of calling the police, somebody's going to be like, yeah, she's here, you know, like, don't worry about it. She's safe. Uh, I don't know when she's going to get in contact with you, but she's, she's not dead, you know? Right. So Sierra's father, Steve, immediately admitted to the police that he had a history of inappropriate behavior with young women And he was ruled out immediately as a suspect. Mm. I'm assuming they were able to prove that he was in Fremont at the time of her disappearance, but I'm not entirely sure. But they were like, wasn't him right right away. So police continued their search for the missing teen. And two days after she went missing, they found that Sierra's phone had pinged once in the middle of the night, which led them to believe that someone had switched the phone on and then immediately off again. Hmm. 
The coordinates they were able to pick up from the ping led them to a field just a couple of blocks away from Sierra's home. Detectives combed through the field as soon as the sun was up, and it only took them a couple of minutes to locate her Samsung phone discarded in the grass just a few feet away from the road. Mm. It had been severely damaged, and so investigators assumed that someone had thrown it from the road in an attempt to get rid of it. Get this. It had rained the night that the phone pinged, and so it was speculated that the rain had created a false charge that had powered up the phone briefly before it died seconds later. If that's not a miracle from the heavens. I had the chills Literally. when I heard that. Yes, yes. It's like that episode, The Spider Web of, Inve- of uh, Invisible Choir, which I'll just refer right. back to because it's top three favorite episodes of true crime ever. Mm-hmm. Like when there is divine intervention, natural intervention that leads to a conviction, I will, that shit ugh, just gives me the absolute total chills. Yes. Yeah, they were like, we are pretty sure somebody didn't find this in the field, turn it on, turn it back off, and then leave it where they found it in the middle right. of like... A field, a farm field. No, you know? right. Yeah, total, totally makes sense. Short, short circuit enough Ugh. to let them know where it was. Yeah, and had they not, then they, it's just, oh, I don't like to think about it. I don't like to mm. think about it. So the discovery was the first real sign that something was very wrong. And the very next day, just two miles from Sierra's home, detectives uncovered her backpack near a barn. The bag contained all of the items she'd left home with on the morning she disappeared, including her asthma inhaler and money, two things she wouldn't make it very far without. It also showed that she'd most likely intended to go to school that day, especially considering she'd also messaged friends to meet up, so foul play was suspected in her disappearance. Mm, Even more disturbing... A full set of clothes were also found in the bag, including a sweatshirt, jeans, shoes, socks, and even her underwear. Oh, no, 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 no. Police suspected they had been the clothes she'd worn to go to school on the morning she disappeared. Oh, I just got chills. That's so awful. Yep. Yep. The jeans were dirty. And there were some, I don't know what this exactly means, reflective beads from the road found on them. So I'm assuming like some little flecks of a reflective strip of some kind. Right. So they thought that she'd been dragged at some point. Oh. The suspicion was confirmed when they tested the clothes for DNA and the tests came back positive for foreign male DNA on her jeans and so sexual assault was assumed as well. Oh. So the new it, evidence... Just, oh, go ahead, sorry. I just, I don't know. The whole scene is just mm-hmm. awful. Barns and putting the clothes in the backpack. Yep. Oh, yep. Give her back. I know. Yep. It's fucking, it's just so gruesome. It's so heinous. Just a kid. Just a sweet kid. Yeah, I can't, I can't. So the new evidence ramped up the search and authorities received over a thousand tips on the case. 800 volunteers came out to aid in the search. And in total, police put over 7,000 man hours in to try to find the missing girl. Quote, the volunteers spent more than 1,130 searches in a 15-mile radius from the site of Sierra's home for a combined 50,000 man hours of search time. They faced hot summer days and rainy cold winter days, scanning local woods, ravines, and thickets for any clue. 
Other people volunteered to cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner for those who were out searching. They called them like the kitchen ladies or something, like they had a name for them. (laughs) So sweet. So sweet. All of the fields. I read too something about how it was one of the longest consecutive searches for somebody in American history or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, spoiler alert, we don't know where Sierra is, but... No. Like they haven't stopped searching. These people are just searching and searching and searching and searching for her. I think that's what they're referring to. When it comes to Valentine's Day, I am all about the candy. Good and plenty. I don't know if those are traditional <laughs> Valentine's candy, but it's my favorite candy personally. That's so funny. Mm. I didn't know that about you. I'm a chocolate peanut butter girl. Take five Reese's yeah. peanut butter cups. Yeah. I'm more of a fruity girl myself. Mm -hmm. And that's why I am loving Native's new limited edition candy shop collection. Like all Native products, they are thoughtfully formulated to keep me feeling and smelling deliciously fresh all day long. You know Native for their aluminum-free deodorant. Native keeps their ingredients list bare naked with ingredients you understand like coconut oil, shea butter, and baking soda. Native deodorant checks a lot of boxes. 72-hour odor protection, naturally derived ingredients, and a smooth, residue-free application. Native also offers a variety of scents with new and limited edition scents being released all the time. When you use Native, you will smell amazing all day long thanks to their long-lasting scents. Want to smell spicy and woodsy, sweet or clean and fresh? Native has a scent option for everyone. I, I really, I'm sitting here right now with the candy shop gummy bears scent mm-hmm. and it smells mm-hmm. so good. Their scents are undeniably wonderful, scrumptious mm-hmm. and also attractive. Today I'm wearing coconut vanilla and it smells so good. I keep smelling my mm-hmm. armpits. It's really lasting too. So now is the time to make the switch from an antiperspirant to native. When you visit their site, you can discover all their fresh scents and maybe even try out one of their body washes while you're at it. Mm. And like Sadie says, she's been wearing it all day. She was cleaning out a garage. In yes. That. that is not a task that you assign a weak deodorant to, right? That's heavy no. lifting. So. Yes. Yep. And I put it on today to test it out and it works. And you all know how obsessed we are with scents. Mm-hmm. Cannot get enough of a good scent. And so- you had me at Sense Native, and you kept me with the longevity and the effectiveness of odor control. That's right. For and real. bare ingredients. Thank yep. you. Right now, go to nativedo.com slash they will, or use promo code they will at checkout to get a sweet 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash they will, or use promo code they will at checkout for 20% off your first order. So all of the fields and buildings in the surrounding area were searched as well as the local bodies of water. Sierra's parents raised a $10,000 reward and missing persons flyers were plastered all over town. Luckily, 12 days after Sierra went missing, the DNA tests produced a suspect in the case as they matched a registered sex offender who lived locally. Wow. The man was 21-year-old Antolin Garcia Torres, who had a criminal history due to accusations that he'd abused an underage relative. No. Antolin lived around seven miles away from Sierra's home in a trailer park that he shared with his mother, his wife, who was pregnant at the time, (sighs) and their young daughter. No, 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 no. 
Reports say that Antolin had a very abusive and neglectful childhood, and his father was a violent alcoholic who was reported to have threatened to kill Antolin and his mother on at least one occasion. In 2009, he was arrested for having sex with someone underaged, and even though the charges were eventually dropped, his DNA had been collected after the arrest. Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. I saw too later he was a part of a case by the um, ACLU, I think, against California collecting DNA in the instance of arrests. Right. You know, and the legality and sort of morality of that. And mm-hmm. so they were like, we don't collect it to find people. We collect it to, you know, like rule people rule out. Rule people out. Yeah, yeah. but I think that's a little. And he this, this case was cited in that. But yeah. I don't know what the well, outcomes of that case were. It's one of those things like the true crime justice for victims side of me is like, let's get everybody's DNA. Right. And then the the like civil right, not civil rights, but like criminal rights and the yeah. protections and privacy part mm-hmm. of me is like, eh, that's problematic. Yeah. But, if we know, had a flawless I, foolproof system, then yeah, like everybody should give their DNA. But we sure as right. fuck don't. So yeah. No. yeah well, I know the more mean, that though. we use, the more we use DNA too, the more problematic it. It's showing itself to be like it's still pretty good, but yep. there's a lot of tricky ways yep. that people can still be falsely accused of crimes. And- Absolutely. Well, and we've covered cases that go in both ways, right? We've covered cases where people were arrested and their DNA or fingerprints weren't taken and they slipped through the cracks and ended right. up hurting somebody, you know. And, and this is just like one case where, hooray, let's put our blinders on and pretend like taking people's DNA is a good it's thing. It's okay. Because, yeah, right. It helped had, in this case. Yeah. Had they not, yeah. this guy would still be out hurting people. I have no doubt mm-hmm. about it. There's no doubt in my mind. So he was arrested again in 2010 for obstructing police activity. And so he had a pretty solid record of sex abuse and criminal behavior. While the main priority was to still find Sierra alive, Antolin was put on 24-hour surveillance in hopes that he would lead them to her or more evidence that would point to where she was. Antolin's phones were tapped to intercept his calls, his car was bugged and tracked, and two undercover agents moved into an empty trailer across the street from him. Wow. I know. They really went for this. Yes. I mean, wow. luckily when you have that super solid DNA evidence, I think, you know, or There's relatively solid, yeah, cause. yeah, yeah, you can get enough warrants to do some to super To move in next door. Wow. Yeah, which must feel fucking great as a detective to be like, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. You get all the warrants, yes. all the warrants. Yes. So police also collected all of the local surveillance footage in close proximity to Antolin's home and began the painstaking process of reviewing it for more information about his whereabouts in the days surrounding Sierra's disappearance. Luckily, the trailer park had cameras at the entrance and they found Antolin's red Volkswagen Jetta leaving the park at 7 a.m. on the morning of Sierra's disappearance. Antolin always left for his job at Safeway at 7 a.m., but when detectives checked with his employer, they confirmed that he had not clocked into work that day. Mm-hmm. And remember, he's seven miles away from Sierra's house, and she left the house at like seven twelve a.m. And so, right, it would be perfect that timing. Been perfect timing, Ugh. or the worst timing. Yes. Yes. Yep. So, and to add to the disturbing details of the case, three years before Sierra's disappearance, there had been reports—three reports 
of failed abductions occurring oh. in the parking lot of the exact same Safeway where he worked. God, uh, three? Three. Three Dude, yep. come on. Like, go a little further away from where nope. you work. Yeah, don't shit where you eat, as they say, where oh, we come from. No. Yep. Awful. So no one was ever identified as the attempted abductor, but a taser had been left behind by the perpetrator after he uh-uh. attempted to use it to subdue his victim. Ugh. And the police were able to pull a partial fingerprint from it. Wow. Since it was just a partial print, it could only be matched in a, quote, direct one-to-one comparison. So I'm assuming that means, like, they can't just run it through CODIS or whatever. Right. They have to say, okay, does it match specifically this fingerprint? And then they can line it up enough to determine. That's what I'm assuming right. that means, right? And so it didn't lead to a perpetrator at the time of the abduction attempts. Oh. Antolin's prints were directly compared to the partial print found on the taser, and it was also a match, mm-hmm. which made it even more clear that he was likely their suspect in Sierra's disappearance. Okay, and this next part is so dumb that I hesitate to believe it, but I read that police were also able to use his Safeway card to confirm that he'd been at the location on the days of the attempted abductions. Oh, no. I mean, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. If you if you use your Safeway card, it's going to be saved in the computer system. I, but the fact that he's so stupid. Oh. <laughs> Sadie. <laughs> okay, yeah. I thought you meant you couldn't no. believe that. I was like, no, that no. totally happens. <laughs> no. Uh, Yeah, no, that's dumb. But it's also really dumb to uh, try to abduct people from the parking lot where you work. Yeah. Like Susie, your manager, looks out the window and says, oh, God, they're, oh, shit, that, oh, he's abducting a girl. Like, Antolin is in his car and I know him. (laughs) Like, that's... That in his bright red Volkswagen Jetta. Yeah. Right? Oh, God. Well, and we'll get a little peek into his intelligence level a little later on. So I, right. when I first wrote that down, I was like, no way did he run no. his Safeway card and then abduct people. Ugh. But yeah, then I read a letter he wrote and I was like, okay, yeah, he's not the brightest, not the brightest yeah, person. clearly. So at this point, Antolin was brought in for formal questioning and his car was confiscated for testing and analysis. During questioning, Antolin was dismissive of the detective's claims and wasn't helpful or cooperative in any way. He claimed that he'd gone fishing on the day she disappeared and said he was confident that they wouldn't find anything to tie him to her disappearance. <laughs> Too late, buddy. Mm-hmm. Before he was even asked, before he was even asked how his DNA could have ended up on Sierra's clothes, he admitted that he liked to masturbate while driving. No. And would, cl- mm-hmm, and would clean up the results with Kleenex he kept in the car. Uh-uh. That he would then discard out of the window of the moving vehicle. Uh-uh. Yes. No. Before they even asked. <laughs> Which one, dude? What? God, stop. What? He offered no. the amazing theory that maybe one of the soiled tissues had drifted out of the window into the backpack and landed <laughs> no. on her jeans. I mean, he didn't <laughs> oh say God. that, but he said, like, well, maybe my DNA could have gotten on Ended her. Ended up there. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. And so when recollecting his activities on the morning of Sierra's disappearance, he was able to confirm that he had discarded... Oh, yeah, I definitely discarded one such tissue in the exact area that she'd gone missing Uh -uh. from. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yep. Yep. 
quote. Like we've that, heard some dumb things, yeah. but yeah. that is so dumb. Yeah, that's your big cover-up. You know he's been thinking about that for a while, too. Like, well, what if they find my DNA? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I mean, the fact that he didn't dispose of her clothing or backpack or phone in yep. any way. That, Into a river or a lake. Yeah. Or garbage can or yep. like pretty much yep. a fire. I mean, like I could think of a thousand ways you would get rid of that much evidence and he just didn't. Yep. And in fact, he put her clothes in the backpack and yep. threw it out the window, I assume, or whatever, like left it mm -hmm. at a barn. Yep. I mean, maybe he wanted to go back and visit it is my only, that's what I would assume, that he well, wanted put to spend more time with it. shed or something. I know. I don't That. Yeah. What a bozo. Just such a ding-a-ling. I mean, but Sadie, I mean, the divine intervention turned the phone on, so maybe he's right. Maybe. The tissue. Ding, like Like it just Whatever how higher power. Horrible coincidence of all right? time. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the wrong side of the. Karma spectrum. Yep. No, I was going to say like the wrong side of the devil, but yes. that didn't work. Uh, you know what I mean? Like whoever yeah. he made mad in the heavens above, mm -hmm. coming back to get him in really strange and terrible ways terrible now. Terrible ways. So, quote, but he volunteered that information before anyone ever brought up the topic of sperm to him or before anyone said that it was found, an attorney said. Ugh. That's very damaging. Why would he try to immediately initiate that kind of a conversation? It's very peculiar, and I think it will prove to be very damaging. To yes. Say the freaking least. Yes. I mean, I think it's easy to put uh, ideas and words and people's actions mm -hmm. or, you know, like, oh, that seems suspicious. But that yes. is actually yeah. very suspicious. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, it's one thing if you're just a stoic, grieving widower who, yeah. you know, makes people think that you did it because you just haven't shown any public emotion because you're so shell-shocked. But it's another right. thing to just say that before, before the cops even brought it up. Uh, if he'd come you know up what with I was that stupid story doing... after they'd asked, that would be right. one thing. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, yeah, I remember that day I was masturbating and I threw a <laughs> tissue out. Like, no. Uh, yeah. No. Yep. That's private information that you do not tell the police unless no. you are very guilty of yeah. sexual assault and murder. Yeah. Like, oh, just before it comes up, just in case any DNA oh shows God. up, I just want to let oh you guys God. know that this is what I do every day. Oh, God. Uh, God, please help me. That is so awful. Yep. So you're not going to be surprised to hear that he was officially arrested for Sierra's disappearance on May 21st, 2012, after DNA analysis of his car also found Sierra's DNA uh. on the internal rear door handle of his car. Oh, I'm so they glad also, they found her DNA. I'm so glad. So sad. Yep. They also found a length of rope in the car with some of Sierra's <sighs> hair in it, no. and fibers from his car seats matched those found on her clothing. Poor Sierra. Poor Sierra. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so scary. So it was clear that Antholin had likely abducted, assaulted, and murdered Sierra on the day she went missing, but prosecutors knew they would have an uphill battle without proof of death or Sierra's remains. Mm -hmm. Regardless, he was charged with first-degree murder, and on May 19, 2014, prosecutors announced that they would be seeking the death penalty in this case. Wow, that's ballsy. Ball ballsy. But, I mean, that is some pretty fucking solid evidence. So yeah. if there was ever a time 
you know. Well, that, and if she if she is alive, she's like stuck in a dungeon or a basement somewhere. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Either not, way, like yep. it's not good. Yeah. Well, and to your point, quote: There have been instances like J.C. Dugard and Elizabeth Smart, who were presumed to be dead, but were later found alive. And you can believe that the defense is going to hammer that and they're going to say that the DA's office is overreaching here. If there's a death verdict, that's a verdict that can never be fixed. An attorney said when speaking to why a death penalty verdict would be very hard to achieve. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm assuming they're just going in strong knowing that he could plea down or whatever, you know. Or he could, if she wasn't, it would be a good motive if she was still alive for him to admit that. Good point. Excellent point. Yep. Yeah. Yep, to be like, ta-da, here she is, just kidding. So Antolin went to trial on January 20th, 2017, and it took over 13 weeks. Wow. The defense claimed that Sierra was simply a runaway, and the DNA evidence that was found in Antolin's car was as a result of evidence that was, quote, contaminated and mishandled. I don't think so. I think if it was just mm. one piece of DNA evidence, mm-hmm. maybe, but you've got... Two completely separate pieces of DNA evidence. That's mm-hmm. a lot of contamination and like mishandling. In well, my there opinion. isn't any reason for them. Like, had he been connected to her, or they yeah. were suspicious of him in the first place, exactly. Uh, then maybe that would right. be. But Good they're point. not going to just take some like random dude's DNA and put him on some pairs of pants. You know, no. like that's that yeah. doesn't make sense. And then put her hers in his car, hers. right? Yeah. And he yeah. and he, you know, obviously was like, I've never seen her. I have no idea who she is. So it wasn't like, oh yeah, I picked her up hitchhiking or so. You know, right. he flat out in the in the interview said, I did not. I've never seen her. I have no idea who she is. So. That was a mistake, dude. Always say that you pick somebody up hitchhiking or something. Seriously. Like plant that seed of like, maybe there's a reason she could have been in my car, but he did not even do that. Right. So the defense was no match for the strong evidence collected for the prosecution. And in the end, Antolin Garcia Torres was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. After the verdict was read, the DA said, quote, human justice can hold the guilty accountable, but it cannot resurrect the dead. There is no joy in this verdict, only mourning in the death of a child who was murdered, a void that will forever ache and that can never be filled. Mm. May Sierra's memory be a blessing for her family and our community. Quote, he'll be able to live, Sierra won't, Sierra's father Steve Lamar said. He'll be able to breathe, Sierra doesn't. He'll be able to eat every day, see his family. We don't have that. His family doesn't grieve. We grieve for the rest of our lives. In 2020, Antolin was sent a letter by a news outlet, and in a somewhat flirty and joking response, he continued to maintain his innocence in the case. In one part of the letter, he said, quote, Anyways, at first I wasn't even going to bother to write back, but a few things changed my mind. Though look, I'm not going to talk about the case. Okay, you're probably going to think I'm dumb, but I've always liked the saying, Dear Amy, LOL, because of the San Jose newspaper. There's a columnist, like an advice Mm -hmm. columnist called Dear Amy or, you know, whatever. And here I get to write it. I just couldn't pass it up. He also joked that the reporter who wrote to him didn't need to send a one-page letter in a giant envelope and use so many stamps. Then finish the letter with, Quote, P.S., um, just so you know, they got email in here and other prisons, too. I think Ugh. he also made fun of her handwriting. It was just no. a, such a strange letter. So Gross. strange. Yeah. He was like, 
I wasn't going to write to you, but I just couldn't resist saying, dear Amy. Like, mm-hmm. what? Anyway. That's so gross. So weird. I think it just, you know, yeah, like I said before, I think a very low IQ is at play here. And, right. you know, no critical thinking and just pure reacting and emotion and mm-hmm. impulse. Ugh, I just, I don't like to think about that at all. No. So 2022 marked 10 years since Sierra Lamar vanished without a trace and people continue to share her case and search for any sign of her. Quote, I'm always hoping that one day we'll find her, of course, Steve Lamar said, to be able to get that closure would be good. Mm. For Steve, the growing lesions of searchers still astounds him. Quote, that's just amazing. They always amaze me, he said. Adding hearing from the searchers and who have stayed in touch over the years has helped. After 10 years, memories of big moments fade, but Steve and Sierra's smile and the generous personality is still remembered by those who count the most. Mm. Quote, she had a lot of friends, he said. In fact, they get together. Oh, God, sometimes it gets you. Yeah. In fact, they get together every year about this time. They're going to be getting together tomorrow just to remember Sierra. <laughs> Why? Ugh. Oh. So that, my darling pants, please let's, let's all put our energy into finding <sighs> Sierra. Where is she? <sighs> that is the disappearance and likely murder of Sierra Lamar. I mean, 200% so, so chance that she was murdered, but <laughs> why? Come somebody at least find no. Sierra, please. Please. Let's just I'm all line up go. and dig little holes yes. out in the fields yes. of California and find her body. <laughs> yes. I mean, he was such a, it's probably somewhere that is obvious looking back, right? Yeah. Like. Where would he put her? That's dumb. Where's the dumbest place he could put her? It's probably there. And nobody would think to look because it's so dumb. Yep. Because well, that's he's why so dumb. So many people were looking. I think that they were probably just right. like insane about it. I would be insane about it. I would just never stop. It'd be like, he, she is here. We found the backpack. We found the phone. Like, where is the body? Like, that is just so right. crazy. Like you just said. And they just spread out for 15 miles because obviously wow. he was not smart enough to drive her, you know, an hour or two hours no. or something out into, you know, when he's just leaving the backpack propped against a barn or whatever. Right. Ugh. Yeah. God. Yeah. That's maddening. Mad it makes me want to go search right now for I real. Know. Like I, I know. I know. I know. That's a big part of the reason I covered this case because I was like, I mean, I'm, I doubt that anybody knows where she is or even knew that this happened. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem... Maybe he's told somebody in prison. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm, well, maybe I, and we I'm could also, write him a letter and let him make fun of us, and then he'll tell us. Yeah, seriously. Yep. But he is locked up tight. He still says he's innocent. He's appealed the verdict. I think yeah, he's just trying, hoping beyond hope, be. that he's going to get out of there if they don't find the body, which is not going to happen. Well, and especially if California overturns the DNA. Right, that got him captured in the first place. Mm. Like that could be really problematic. Yep, yep, yep. So, oh man, I'm just so sorry for her family, for yep. her, yep, for his family. The what's his name again? Antholin. Ant Antholins. Ugh, I just yep. no. I know so many, know. so many victims. And just like this extended torture of not knowing where she is and not being able to put her to rest. And it's just mm-hmm. so sad. Her little life cut so short. It sucks. It's senseless. I hate it. I mm-hmm. feel like he 
was not well equipped for this world either, Anthelin. You know, I just mm-hmm. like it's just a lose, 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 lose all the way around. So yep, yeah, yuck. But yeah, I, I hope I hope that somebody can find her. I hope they can find her. Well, I'm sure there's like people all over the Jane Doe websites yeah. and right. Like it sounds yeah. like she has a tremendous uh, search party behind her. Yeah. I'm sure that's not just physically, right, but in all realms, right? Yep. Yep. So yeah, I'm just going to have to quit my job, move to Fremont and find Sierra Lamar. That's all there is to it. I can do that too. I need independent wealth. I need to find out that there's some like long distant relative of ours that passes away naturally of old age, but was like a duke and just has Mm -hmm. a a massive fortune that they're going to pass down to us, right? Yes, please. Who is that person? (laughs) Got so much work to do, guys, and so many other people to give money to. So I'm going to need that yes. to happen. Uh, lickety split, not to like rush the passing of no. a distant relative or anything, but uh, maybe like I'm our just... stocks and bonds or whatever. What are those things yeah. called? There yes. uh, are trust are fund. Yeah, or like those, the things that like don't expire, but they like mature. What are those Bitcoin. called? Can't wait for our Bitcoin to mature so that it becomes available for us to, to, to do all of our good deeds with. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, oh. today has been a day and we all need name time. So let's just take a hard right into name time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. So I got a big pile per usual. Every week I think, oh, it's not going to be as money this week. It's it's kind of a smaller pile. And then, nope. <laughs> Somebody on uh, started following me on Instagram. His name is Paul Michael II DuPont Sorensen. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to try to steal all of your money. <laughs> yeah, or give it to me. Maybe that's the long lost relative. <gasps> Paul oh Michael II. I love the seconds right in the middle. Yes. Paul Michael II DuPont Sorison. Oh my God, it totally is. Bitcoin has mm-hmm. matured, is what the, he's going to bring yep. a briefcase full of Bitcoin. 100% sure that Paul Michael II DuPont Sorison is a Bitcoin <laughs> slinger. Slinger. Yes. I don't know what you call him. Manager, <laughs> whatever. Okay. Uh, Wayne Wade. Yep. Riley Mayo. Yes. Faith Roll, <laughs> Bloody Dota, which, oh my, oh, come on. wow. Yeah. I think that the parents were just like, this may be so cute. It's a little Bloody Dota. And it just stuck. And they just <laughs> made it legal. Oh, so cute. We got a message just this morning that somebody lives near someone named Penny Whore, H-O-A-R, like our mom, like oh her Oh my God. Name. Probably our relative. Yep. Whoa. Sharon Bychowski. <laughs> I like to share your Bychowski. Uh, his Cox Law Firm. <laughs> Somebody saw a video of a rooster named Cluck Norris. Yeah, hi oh. That's what Cluck Norris says. Mike Bald Assen. <laughs> so that's exactly how you pronounce it. Mike Bald Assen. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Okay, somebody sent just in time for Valentine's Day. I know this comes out the day after, but it's fine. Let's all celebrate it together. 
the sexiest names of NFL players. Are you ready? Oh, born ready. Jim Wagstaff. <laughs> Rich Dixon. Happy Feller. Don Cockroft. James Darling. Uh-huh. Nick Felber. Ooh. Charlie Too Good. <laughs> Dreamius Smith. Oh, boy. Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> Dick Farman. <laughs> Bob Dees. <laughs> Roy Shivers. <laughs> John David Booty. Yeah. Dave Plump. Fuzzy Thurston. Willie Beavers and Dick Palmer. And Dick we're Palmer. still going. <laughs> we're oh. still going. <laughs> I really thought that was a grand finale. No, I thought so too, but there was just a space. <laughs> okay. Kinda Moorhead. Xavier Woodston Luster. Whoa. Jake Butt. Tommy Tremble. Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I feel like Ha Ha Clinton Dix has been on the podcast before. Welcome back, Ha Ha. I feel like this one too. I am hip. <laughs> Dick Booth, Sam Gash. <laughs> no, I don't like that one. No, I feel weird. Dick Shiner, Willie Colon, Chet Bulger, Gasper Urban. That's such a good name. God. Herb Titmus, Bo Hickey, Scott Slutsker, Wendell Smallwood, <laughs> and Marco Tung. Wow. When you really think about it, the way to get your person like your child say uh into the nfl is just go for the name yep go crazy for it yep yep guaranteed ticket in yes yes it's like key and peel started it as a joke but it's true it's just true if you're in the nfl you have to have a wacky or adorable name period and and they're like i picture the nfl uh recruiters yeah. Like, ah, oh, God, that guy's really good. What's his name? Bob Smith. No, no, no. Sorry. Get out of here. He has to go Scott, play football. Scott and- Slutsker, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Hander, whatever. <laughs> Dick Palmer. Dick Hander. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, also, somebody sent us. Whoa, God, Whoa. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> You Dick Palmering. I'm really? Dick Palmering over here. Make a, my, my palm. Anyway, um, somebody said just <laughs> puns that don't work. Names of places that are puns and they don't work. Oh no, I saw this on TikTok. Nobody sent it to us. Chorizo me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what is it? It doesn't make any sense. No. It doesn't. No. Chorizo me crazy. That's not a thing. No. P.S. I crepe you. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. I crepe you. Son of a toast. (laughs) What? Like you can't just take words and put them together and then it makes sense. (laughs) No, son of a toast. Call me pasta. What? Why? (laughs) And my favorite, the best one, when Eddie met salad. (laughs) (laughs) That one's almost there. But it's not. It's not when Eddie. Eddie met, it's when Harry met Harry Salad. Was... When Eddie met Salad. 
And he's like, I know, I know. (laughs) Exactly. I'm assuming the owner's name is Eddie, but that's so funny when Eddie met salad. (laughs) Salad is such a funny word on its own, but then try to make a bad pun out of it. Oh my God. And then I'm going to tack this on to name time because somebody else wanted me to put some names. This is a good transition from name time to shouty outies because our dear listener who ran the 55 mile marathon in South Africa for hunger charities got yes. three of our listeners donated. Oh my God, you guys. I know. So she asked if we would shout them out and of course we will. She would like to thank Warren, Deepal Kala and Samira Adam. Oh, Thank you guys you. are amazing. Isn't it's that not so nice? Yes. No, it's not. I uh, actually remembered I saw that message and I donated for They Will Kill too yeah. today. Yep. And I, so f- I was proud of myself for uh, realizing that the amount of money didn't equal – because she's in South Africa. Yep. Correct? Yep. So there's a, there's a currency <laughs> exchange rate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't get – ooh, I didn't give her like uh, – 40 cents uh, or something. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I made sure I went and figured out how much we wanted to give her nice. based on what, yes. So good job, Sadie. Okay, Patting myself I, on the back. <laughs> I went and looked at her website to see if we could do PayPal because then it would have just been easy. I could have done it. And I was like, oh shit, 500, I don't know, I got to back away. I'm going to back away from this <laughs> yep, right but now. But I did feel really rich because it was like 2,000 whatever yeah. it is there. I, I, I like, love when yeah, the exchange rates this. in our favor. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you go do it. It's fun, to, especially if uh, you're wanting to feel rich as an American. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. Because we're children. 2000 <laughs> Sure. Here you go. It's not even real money. <laughs> this ought to cover it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, is that it for names? That's it for names. Let's do some right. shouty outies. Well, before we do that, we should, I feel like I've got something really quick. Almost they will pill. Yeah. Uh, learned a lesson today. Yeah. Learned a hard lesson. Courtney and I recorded in the morning and then took a break because we didn't have time to finish. And now we're finishing. And during that time in the morning, I was feeling insane, like actually crazy. Courtney and I got in a fight, which we don't do very often. No. People say... They one of the things they love about the podcast is how close she and I are, and that is one hundred percent legitimate. Yeah, we are very close to each other. We love each other very much, <laughs> and we don't fight very often. And it happens, Mm-mm. but boy, I was pissed today, which also doesn't happen very often. Yeah, and like hung up on. Anyway, I don't. Need, we don't need to get into the details. It's really not a big deal, uh, but it's not normal. And then about three hours later, I was like, "Oh my god, not I've forgotten my Lexapro." Two days in a row. Yikes. Whoa. And, uh, alert, alert, alert. I laughed so hard. She days. texted me and I like, it's not funny, but it's also extremely fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm on ADHD medicine, which it, it like, it, I'm finally figuring out the right medicine for me. It's been take, it's taken some time, but it has cut back on my anxiety. If there was any left after the Lexapro, it is gone. Yeah. And so I don't think about the Lexapro anymore right which right. is good and i think maybe i can wean myself off but you don't want to go cold turkey on that shit no i have been i have like really i'm so glad i figured it out because i thought i was going insane i really did i was like what is wrong with me just rage feelings things that i haven't experienced since i got mental health help yeah um so don't go cold turkey if you can, <laughs> but you guys that that sucked 
<laughs> Feeling I, a little I better was, after I remembered to take my dose, but geez, Louise. <laughs> Your eyes. I mean, you looked, you looked slightly insane. Yes. And then she, I, and then I she was like, insane. I feel like you're angry. And I was like, I, whoa, I don't know. <laughs> like I was late. I just overslept. So I was late to the recording. <laughs> Which and then, is not, and a, then, not an issue for me. I really am pretty mellow about stuff like that. Shit yeah. happens, you know, no. God, not today. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. The, the crime did not fit the insanity <laughs> reaction. It was just, yeah, no. it's times are hard. I was, mm-hmm. yeah, we moved past it really quickly. We communicated extremely well, but then when Sadie texted me, oh, whoops, LOL. I was like, oh, my oh God. that's so funny. Your brain has no serotonin in it right yes. now. And in fact, it's like probably doing a bunch of terrible, weird work to try to get to the serotonin yes. that's missing. That yes. sucks for your brain. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I had to sit there for a minute and I was like, this is not normal. I, this, you know, like in my, in, I'm having an internal conversation with myself, like, Oh my God, you got to get your shit together or you're going to break up with your sister for no reason at all. Like it was just, I felt crazy. So it'd be kind to yourself if that happens, you know, like I really, even if I hadn't figured out why I was feeling like that, just being sitting with it and like apologizing when you need to and and also just being kind to yourself. It's okay. It happens. Totally. And a reminder, I was thinking about this yesterday that Remembering how things used to feel, you know, remembering Mm -hmm. before I was medicated for ADHD, I can't remember what sort of triggered a memory, but I was like, good God, I just, I just wish that I had figured this out sooner. And so if you are hesitating to get medicated, you know, if it's not for you, that is totally fine. A lot of people, I mean, we, we grew up at a time where medication was really hard on people and they had really bad experiences with like Paxil and Prozac, you know, there was a lot of medicine that made people feel kind of worse than they did off of it. So, and some people just don't want to take medicine. That's perfectly valid. But yeah, it's just, it just really dawned on me how much I struggled before. Oh, it's because when my meds wear off at night, my clothes get so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I kind of can't sit still. And I'm to the point that I'm noticing it now and I'm like wiggling around on the couch because I'm like, oh, I just can't get comfortable. And then I'll get in bed and I'm like, Ugh. and so it's because everything sort of comes rushing back in and it's not bad, mm-hmm. but it's much more obvious, you know? And uh, yeah, I just don't want to feel that way ever again. And no. I, I would be okay without the medication. I know that, but my God, I just can't stress enough how much of a change it's been. And also there were some physical symptoms, but I've also been able to work through those. I had super sore muscles and like a little bit of numbness in my fingers. And so I figured out what was going on there. And I just probably wasn't a drinking enough water was the biggest mm-hmm. thing. You know, I drink tons of water, <laughs> but then also, you know, needing some supplements of like magnesium and potassium and stuff. So anyway, at any point, if anybody wants to get medicated and just needs some support or some encouragement or mm-hmm. whatever, please reach out. A lot of people have. Yeah. It's very or meaningful. you just want to talk about, you know, one of the things I was realizing through all of this is without my anxiety, my ADHD symptoms are much worse. Yeah. And trying to figure out, like, for the first time in my life, I've had space mentally to create systems that work for me. So I'm not just because before my anxiety was the the, um, the motivating factor in everything I did, and so I was yep. able to like keep track of appointments and not be late. And mm-hmm. now that the anxiety's gone, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm I'm constantly mm-hmm. running late, and I'm I'm still able to get to places on time because it's really important to me, but it's really stressful. And so 
Um, just if you want to talk about that too, you know, yep. obviously always happy to talk about medication, but systems or struggles because uh, I think Courtney and I both have ADHD, but it also presents differently and we yep. deal with it differently. And so we have um, two different viewpoints. Perspectives. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and don't come off of your anxiety, depression, medicine culture. No, don't do that. Uh, no. Don't, don't do don't that. Do That's going to cause a little scuffle. Yep. <laughs> yep. And if it's not that, it's the aliens that are coming to get us. So good luck, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Today's been very intense. Everybody's like, ah, my dogs are acting crazy. Everyone's just mm-hmm. crazy. So yes. We're all going to be okay, and the aliens might be coming, and which yes. I'm cool with. I'm like, sweet, they're either going to sure. save us or zap mm-hmm. us. Either way, it seems like the appropriate time, right? Yeah. This is. It's also nice. Ryan is a big uh, UFO guy, like just in, and conspiracy theory guy, and he spends a lot of time on Reddit. Yeah. Where he just he's interested in those things. He's not like, you know, putting his foil hat on yet. But you know what? It's really nice because I'm finding a lot of TikToks and things that are showing images that are, seem really scary. And I'll yeah. show it and he'll be like, oh my God, no, Sadie, that's the SpaceX rocket launch. Yeah. Like, that's yep. what happens. Yep. Yep. He'll be like, no, that's that's from like 20, 2008. That's not new. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> so A, the aliens have been here for a long time and <laughs> yep. people yeah, are so just we, like feeding the the frenzy. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's intense, man. Whatever's going on, it's intense. And it could just mm-hmm. be completely benign, innocuous sort of thing you know that we just don't know about like i was saying some tech startup kids are fucking with drones and <laughs> didn't get the I'm proper clearance like or whatever russia but, or something yeah. yeah yeah but yeah somebody posted on our local next door the spacex lights in the sky i was like well shit it's all i mean and one of the balloons was over lake michigan or lake erie or whatever uh-huh. so it was really close but yeah and everyone else like that's just spacex dude calm down <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen that though, go look. It's like a it's the SpaceX crazy. rocket creates yeah. a vortex looking like um whirlpool in the sky. It's really crazy looking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway, hang in there. We're we're here together. <laughs> Take your medicine and uh turn off the the TikToks and the news if it's freaking you out. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise. Yes. Very helpful. Very yeah. helpful. I've been too busy to to do too much news or TikTok, and it really is nice. Like, yeah, really right. was like said, made some comment about the aliens, and I was like, I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. And she's like, You've got to be fucking kidding me! It's like all people are talking about right now on every platform. I'm like, I don't know. It's Courtney, great. I just picture like the alien invasion happening, and you're in your studio, like oh, creating great. scary. You know, like the whole world is burning down around you, but your little tiny house where you record is not and you're mm-hmm. you know like the aliens are walking by behind you and yeah you just don't even know because you can't see out the window <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty right on honestly uh-huh. <laughs> well, let's all, all be right. more like courtney do what yeah. you love regardless of what's burning down down around you <laughs> um all right some shouty outy Shouty outies, who do we got? Who do we have? If you want to be a Patreon supporter, we are referring to our Patreon supporters. You can join for as little as $1 a month will get you ad-free main feed content. $5 a month will get you ad-free main feed and a bonus episode every week. Mm-hmm. Plus every goodies. week. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much to Marissa C. Marissa can see into the future. She's looking through the spy hole into the past also. (laughs) 
She's peering back and forth between the two and she wants to tell you what you can do with that knowledge. And her advice is chill. You've got this. It doesn't really matter because time is a flat circle and <laughs> it's all predetermined. And the voice that's coming from the future and the past all agree that Marissa C is amazing. She <laughs> is amazing. And all the rules of time and space agree. Yes. Oh. <clears throat> I was getting some tenacious D vibes. Oh, Which I rewatched recently and it is fucking funny. It actually it's holds so up. Funny. It's yes, really funny. It does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much to Bella. Oh, please. Coming in here with a name like Bella. Just, oh, hello. My name is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. that already. I know that. And what? Can, do you have the power to transform beasts into men? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> or women or non-binary individuals. Right. Yes, 100% you do have the, the, all of them. All of them. are. You are able to transform them from beasts into men and then back again. Should yes. you choose. You also can talk to teacups. You can fucking <laughs> always look good. Your hair is beautiful, luxurious, and mm -hmm. so fine. Soft. And uh, veering away from Beauty and the Beast metaphors, you also, people want to, sounds good in every language when you say your name. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, furthermore, they write songs about you, sonnets about you, lyrics about you, books about you, novels, and also sonnets. And I'm going to read you one right now. Um, Bella, Bella, oh, my fella, come on up to find it here. Bella, <laughs> Bella, mozzarella. <laughs> Not too many things rhyme with Bella, as it turns out, because you are the most unique and you are unlike anyone else. And so nobody can think of anything that rhymes with Bella. That's Except for saying. acapella. Much like my voice right now is alone <laughs> in this room without accompaniment. Bella needs nothing. She needs no one. She doesn't need it because she is in herself a song. So let's all sing along. Bella. Bella. Man, I do not know. Speaking of iambic pentameter, I don't know what meter I was just working from. I apologize. It was weird. It was like when when you go to church and they and like your youth group leader, who's like a you know my age, forty three year old white woman's like, we're gonna rap about Jesus. Oh my God, please know. start rapping these, please. <laughs> Let me tell you about yeah. Suzanne Come G. Come on down to learn about a little someone named Jesus. That's what <laughs> God. All right, I'm going to try to rap the next one. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, thank you so much to Suzanne G. 
Suzanne, I wanted to jump in here real quickly. This is Courtney. Um, as I'm editing this episode, I realized that I immediately turned your name from Suzanne into Susan, and I don't want to redo your shouty outy because it's one of my favorites I've ever done. So I so apologize. And whenever I say Susan, please imagine I'm saying Suzanne because that's your name, and I apologize so much. So please enjoy this shouty outy. <laughs> Come on down to learn about a little someone named Susan G. She is so kip and cool. Everybody stay in school. Susan G, <laughs> what kind of school do you have for me? Well, I have a school that's full of cool. I have a school that has no <laughs> rules. I have a school that teaches you to be yourself and not a fool. <laughs> You just surprised yourself with that one. <laughs> I just feel so bad for Susan G. <laughs> Susan G. Susan G. She does a backflip and then one of those breakdance moves where she takes her leg out to the side and upside down and kind of on the side. And then she whips her hat around and she does a move where she crosses her arms and looks into the camera. And then she wants you all to know this is how you learn and grow. Susan G. Be like she she is the coolest one of the. She will take you permanently into the world of fucking awesome. I just had to stop, Susan G. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, no! Sorry, I think she I feel wins. Like I was gonna go insane. You felt like me on without my Lexapro. Yes. <laughs> It was so fun, but I was kind of freaking myself out. (laughs) I loved every minute of it. Oh, my God, I did too, but wow. All right. I think that's all I got in me tonight. I love you. I love you. Oh, I love you. The aliens wanted me to pass those messages along. (laughs) SpaceX, I intercepted their receipts. What's it called? Their transmissions and... So there you go. That's from me and Elon. Wink. And the aliens, a.k.a. Elon or Grimes. I don't know which, all of the above. Oh, man, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, speaking of good, (laughs) go to our Instagram, (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, or YouTube at They Will Kill. If you want to spend more time with us, you can go to our website, theywillkill.com. You can always email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. You can rate, review, subscribe to us, please. Yes, please. Keep it up. Everyone's been doing it, and we really appreciate it. Do it. Do it. it. So much. So much. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, AJ Bergans, for our music. Thank you so very, very much. And remember, take your Lexapro, people. Yeah, take your medicine. (laughs) If you don't, if you feel like you need medicine, you probably do. That's another thing I learned. Mm -hmm. If you think that there's something like off about you, you're right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Right. Well, the other thing about medicine is that even even though I'm telling you not to stop taking it, but if you don't like it, if it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good, if it's not right, you can always stop. You can always switch. Yep. Um, I was really intimidated to start taking medicine. Because I wasn't sure. And then I was like, oh, right. I don't, it doesn't like, it's not, it's not a permanent thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, I can choose. It's a choice. Yes. Yep. And it, like Sadie said, my, the Adderall worked for me right away. But my doctor was just telling me this week, I had my monthly check in and she said, yeah, you're kind of an anomaly. It's not usual at all for people to mm-hmm. just find a, like almost mm-hmm. the exact right dose and the right medication. 
in general, but especially for ADHD. And so she said it's more common to take like three plus months for people to kind of adjust and try different things. So, yep. yeah. If, but again, if you think there's something off, if you think that you need help, you do. That's all. That's mm-hmm. what I've learned. People don't really mm-hmm. self-diagnose, you know, things unless they're experiencing them. It's, just, <laughs> it's as simple uh, as that. Go see a doctor, obviously, yes. you know, but get to seek help, ask people, do some research, etc. But yeah, if you feel like you need help, you probably do. It's 100%. just that fucking simple. So yes. whatever that looks like for you. Sometimes it's as easy as t- doing some extra exercise or drinking more water. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you need help, if you need a pharmaceutical intervention, don't be afraid. It's no. so helpful. You will yeah. die of how much better you feel. <laughs> That's right. Yes. For sure. We love you. We love babies. you. We'll, we'll see, see you really very, soon. very soon. Goodbye. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.